Let me tell you how it will be We'll all catch up on the books you see Cause it's the X-Men Yeah, it's the X-Men Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 225 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm going to be going through, as the song said, some X-Men books. In particular, X-Force number 13 and Marauders number 13, the next two books in the Ten of Swords event. But before we get into those, let me tell you a little bit about us. We are on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. We have a website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where you can go for written reviews, news, and previews. And we have a Patreon account if you want to support us for all the stuff we do here on the regular feed. And then get much, much more. Go over to Patreon.com slash WeirdScience. And the thing I usually point out is that we have a weekly Patreon-only spotlight show picked by the top two tiers of the Patreon. They get to pick, with all the books available, they get to pick two or three books that we feature in an exclusive show. And this week, I don't know what they're thinking. Then Warhammer 4000, Marnius Calgar, number one. Calgar, take me away, I say. And then Captain Marvel, number 22. I started reading, and I'm supposed to review the Warhammer book. That's a dense one. It's a dense, maybe I'm dense. It might just be me, but the book is as well. But one of the other things I want to mention uh, now, if you are involved in a Patreon, or even if you you aren't, one of the things a lot of the Patreons do are say, hey, if you give us so much money for so much time, we'll let you come on and sit in on a podcast as if that would be something special, right? I mean, really, sit in with me yapping. But if that does tickle your fancy, we're actually going to start doing it. It, It's no sort of caveat. Like, you don't have to do anything but be on the Patreon, any level, as low as the dollar level. If you want to come on a show with me, that'd be great because that's less work for me. But also because I like to get to know people and things like that. And I'm not really a social guy when I'm in person. Uh, So I end up liking to be behind the mic and talk to people but what i started were a couple podcasts one being the first and best podcast because i i like the name i like the the ring it has there but it's you coming on and talking to me about your first comic you ever read or your favorite your best comic you ever read but we also have a bunch of other things as well including what we're going to start is a trivia show a dc trivia contest show and a marvel trivia contest show and i think the marvel one might you know be what is up most of the people listening to right now's alley um but we're going to start doing that and that will be with just people on the patreon coming on the winner moves on the next round things like that just like a game show format also some of the other things i like to make the patreon almost like its own little podcast network we have a weekly manga show a weekly indie comics show and a weekly comic news show as well as other shows that pop up twice a month once a month stuff like that but i'm gonna let you just let that sink in right you want to come on a show all right but we're gonna go off now to talk uh, about these books and uh, i had people before i get i'm gonna be starting with x-force number 13 now x-force number 13 is a continuation of wolverine's book that came out just this week too and the thing is people were saying to me oh my god you know 
Brandon, he's got to read X-Force because Brandon's a big Wolverine fan. He's not a real big X-Men fan, though. And he's not a big Ten of Swords fan because he hasn't been reading the X-Books besides Wolverine. But a lot of people said he's got to read X-Force 13. It's so good. He'll love it. It's so uh, He's not doing that. He doesn't listen to people when it comes to that. He, he doesn't like this. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I went right now, you got to read that X-Force book. You might say some expletives that I'm not allowed to say on this show. We try to keep it somewhat clean here. But, yeah, he he's not reading it, but I will. And I liked it. I actually liked it more than the Wolverine issue. But there's a, you know, a little thing that, that kind of bugs me about it, and then we'll get into Marauders. A lot, a lot of things bug me about that, but we'll get into the books now. It's under my skin, it's sinking in, doesn't seem real, but I always heal. Lose my mind, can be unkind What I do best isn't very nice Everything's going blank, I remember it all I'm pretty hairy, not very tall I didn't want this, not by my hand The future is dark, just a wasteland I really like Kitty Pride Wolverine Wolverine All right, and this is X-Force number 13, Chapter 4 of the Ten of Swords. Benjamin Percy writing Victor Bogdanovic on art. Matthew Wilson on colors. VCs Joe Caramanga letters. And uh, Victor Bogdanovich was getting uh, quite the flack on Twitter because someone pointed out and he was kind of mixing and matching the way some people draw, you know, sexes of certain characters. And he said, eh, I can't be bothered with that. And that's what people don't like to hear. They don't like to hear that an artist just doesn't care. So he was getting some flack and I think rightly so. But we're going to have a, a thing that grinds my gears here. And we have this X-Force book. It is going to continue directly the story from Wolverine. That's fine. I mean, we haven't really had this sort of thing yet in the Ten of Swords. We just started. This is just Chapter 4. But you end up having Chapter 3 and Chapter 4 here being a story that, in my mind, could be told in one issue. And I'm not just saying that it could have been told in you know a single 22-page issue, but Marauders is next. That is an oversized issue. It's 40 some pages. It's 4.99 because it's 40 some pages. But why couldn't you have done that with this story? You could have had Wolverine be 40 some pages and it be 4.99. Instead, you divide the story up into two issues and make them both 3.99. I'd like to say that that's a bunch of bullcrap because you're already making people buy 22 issues. And so doing this, I don't know why you couldn't have made. And then use the X-Force book that doesn't necessarily have to be Wolverine and do something else. Expand on some of the other things that are out there going around some unanswered questions and stuff early on in this Ten of Swords. Because this is through and through a Wolverine story. Now, I could say, 
Well, I understand it because it's two different creative teams. It's not. It's the same creative teams on both. This is just something as an aside. It really ticked me off when I actually I'm like, boy, this and I do like this issue better than the Wolverine issue only because. It's one story, and you start learning more and more and get the resolution here. Of course, I'm going to like this more. I liked Wolverine fighting the Silver Samurai. That's neat. But this is the issue that you need to read. You could actually just skip the Wolverine and just read this and get the things that you need. And then at the end, watch as Wolverine then sits down in the circle and waits days in that i still don't know why they have to make that ceremonial let's sit in the circle and light our little thing because you need all 10 why don't you just wait for 10 go and hang out at the bar or something but you end up having this issue like i said i like it a little more you see how wolverine ended up finding Moramasa was in hell we see that the hand is now working for the beast, not just, you know, worshiping the beast, not just getting influenced, but it full out in. And you end up even having a Solemn and Wolverine join up in a little bit. The idea when Solemn is told this kind of goes to a thing. Yep. You know, worlds are crumbling apart. Things are getting twisted and turned into each other. And yeah, you see that. And that's a pretty cool deal at the beginning where you do see Wolverine fighting some of the hand and. He ends up hitting one and the mask comes off and this is a zombie demon possessed deal. And he says, this is not what it usually is. The hand have stepped up their game. He says, there's something other than men beneath these masks. And then says to himself and a bunch of zombies, well, what have you gotten yourself into Mormasa? And it's kind of funny because, you know, you end up having Mormasa get into hell, making a deal. This is him trying to protect his village, his people, all these things from the hand and the beast. He ends up having to go into hell. And he kind of is one of those guys. He's a glass half full guy. I'm a glass half damn. Actually, I'm a eh, none of that. I'm just miserable guy. That's what I am. But yeah, you end up having Marmos. Well, you know, hell sucks. It's pretty much that's they say it's hell down here, but it's pretty hot. And you know what? I It's a forge, and it's a hot forge. It's the hottest forge there is, so I can really make some cool swords. So at least he's keeping a positive attitude. Of course, this is why you have Wolverine trying to find him, and Solemn. And so you see you know, Wolverine go in this progression of dying, going and finding Moramasa in hell, pleading with him, asking him what's going on. And yeah, you end up where Moramasa says, I am not only now, because of this forge that is just the pits of hell, I'm no longer just the the tightest pants in the land. I'm the tightest pants in all the lands. I make the best swords of anybody. And yeah, you know what? I can't really talk to you right now. The ceremony is about to begin. You're like, what the heck is he talking about? But we'll get to that because then we go and see the... Pretty much T-1000 adamantium skull, you know, skeleton deal with already organs growing in and skin going. And it's kind of intriguing. Solemn, who he's kind of a degenerate there. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm real curious about how this stuff regenerates. I mean, I'm watching. There's a spleen. Oh, my God. It just popped up. This is awesome. But, you know, talking about this. You really intrigued me at the point where, and I like this line a lot, you know, we could either become best of friends or worst of enemies. And 
everybody has that friend, even a best friend that started out as somebody you just hated a lot of times because they're so similar to yourself. So you're like, I hate that guy. I hate him. But then you kind of, you know, something happens. And that's that's the twist that ends up doing it. You know, you end up fighting with them and getting detention and then you both have a common enemy. Or, you know, things like that. And then you realize, wait a second, you know, one of the best things to, to have friends with is common interest. And this guy's right, or girl is just like me. So he says that. And I thought that was a pretty cool deal as they are going to go off and fight. Maybe a foreshadowing to things kind of, you know, not going the way that maybe Saturnine would wish. But they're there. They're both trying to get a sword. And as Wolverine is regenerating and Solemn is grinning ear to ear about it, he wants to tell his story about how he got in this predicament. And it just involves him trying to find Marmasa. He goes to the Oracle of Araco. She ends up saying, well, I can tell you a little bit about Marmasa, but it's going to have a cost. You're going to have to go. And and then you have Solemn. Uh, get this your head of the your sister Mortazang. Is that what you mean? Because here it is. He pulls it out of a sack, and she's like, "Holy crap! How did you know that? How did you know that's what I'd ask?" And he says, "I don't need to be an oracle to know how to seduce somebody." And I think that's pretty clever too. I think I like that idea where here's the oracle who, you know, she likes to go on and on. I mean, these oracles probably exposition more. Than a villain because this is all they got They sit there in a cave They got a fire going This lady has no eyes except the one on her tongue This is not somebody that people like to go visit You, you don't go and, and hang out with the Oracle of Araco For some small Nobody goes So when she finally gets somebody there She wants to talk your ear off I know it And she's just going to sit there And huh, the the Blind eyes of Jupiter are in the set. No, no, no. Solomon don't have time for that. He's already figured out what she wants, just throws it there. And, and maybe she wants to kiss or something with that eye on her tongue. But he's like, no, no, no. And, and, and really what he does, he gives her head. <laughs> her sister's head. But yeah, she ends up saying, okay, well, you got the Hellblade there. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you know, you're going to use the Hellblade to get to hell. And he's like, listen, sister, I ain't committing suicide. You know, I'm not that... No, no, no. You just, you know, shove it in the wall. It'll open up a portal. He's like, all right, I'll do that. And he does. And that's how he ended up where they are. And you end up as he goes through the portal, the Oracle, because Oracles have to get the last word as well. And I just, they, they annoy me. I'm telling you, if you, you would ever go, if you were in ancient Greece and you'd go to Delphi, you want to just find out if there's going to be crops that year. You better get the hell out quick because they will talk your ear off. The next thing you know, three seasons have passed. Everybody's dead. But he ends up as he's going through. She yells the last word. A mutant will guide you to Moramasa. Obviously, that's why he's hanging out waiting for old Wolverine to, to flesh it up, as we call it in the regeneration business. He jumps up and he gets pissed. And he actually even tries to attack Solemn. And once he finds out, you know, they're going to be the champions against each other and things like that. And he tries to slice Solomon, but Solomon, he cannot be hurt by adamantium because his skin is adamantium. And that's pretty cool. Now, of course, what they're going to do is trying to get a Hellforged Maramasa blade. And we'll find out in a little bit. 
adamantium ain't stopping that. And you end up where it's a funny deal where Benjamin Percy wants to have a cool thing with Wolverine. So he goes to slice him. He schnicks slice. It doesn't do anything. Oh, you didn't know my skin's out. But you got to up the ante for the contest. You can't have this be the last bit there. Or what's going to happen? Well, what is going to happen is you, you got the blades. And I do also think that this might be, again, some foreshadowing of something going on where maybe Wolverine gets the sword knocked out of his hands and tries to do something. Well, now we know he can't do that. That ups the deal there for this fight. A unarmed Wolverine can't do any damage to Solemn, so we'll have to go and figure out what's going to go on with that. But they end up going to find Mormasa and these swords. And Mormasa said the ceremony's about to begin. It's like the tea party in Alice in Wonderland. Well, they go and they end up seeing the beast. The beast is sitting there in all his glory. Looks like my dad back in the day watching wrestling on Saturday morning, and I'm not joking. That's what he looked like. He, he didn't necessarily have a hoodie with horns. Everything else is pretty much spot on. And he is going to be marrying uh, a part of the hand. And it's one of those. It's like an ancient, you know, uh, wedding between two countries, two royal houses. You get a hand and a demon. They wed. This combines the hand and the demons. The beast wins. He's he's in control of all the things that's cool for all of them. And, And part of the ceremony that really isn't. You know, describe why this would be, but they end up each getting the bride and the groom each get a Moramasa forge blade. And this is pretty much like the light bulb goes off over your head as well as Solemn's and Wolverine's like, oh, man, we don't even have to fight each other for these. You know, I thought this was the contest. That's later. But I really thought it was going to be a fight to the death to get the sword. And then I don't know, I guess forfeit for the, but no, there's two blades. And this was something that I didn't understand going into that and coming out of the Wolverine issue. For some reason, I thought that they were playing with the idea that there was going to be a Muramasa sword that they needed and they'd be in each dimension or at least each deal, an Iraqian one and a Krakowin one or a Mute one. Uh, that's not the case. There's just two there. And this is, you know, kind of like the Red Wedding. It is in hell, so it fits where you end up that Solemn and Wolverine, they crash the wedding. They start to attack. You end up having Solemn kill the groom right away with his hell sword, right through the neck, too. That's that's vicious. Uh, but then the bride's like, you kill my husband and steal his sword. I'm going to slash you. And just so that we know that when we end up having this, you know, contest, that this sword will hurt Solemn. He's already said he has animanium skin, so what can hurt him? Well, these hell swords can. Ends up slashing him. He's bleeding like, holy crap, I haven't bled in a long time, and now I feel alive. Uh, but yeah, with that, Wolverine comes. He kills the, the bride. They get the sword, so they have them. They're ready uh, to go. Now they have to fight their way out. You end up having Wolverine just stab the beast right in the face. But the deal of getting out really hinges on the help that Wolverine needs from Solemn. And they make a deal. Now, again, I said at the beginning where it seems as if Moramasa made a deal and he ended up in hell. We'll have to see what Wolverine's deal is. And the weird thing about it is up until this, Solemn, he really does seem intrigued with wolverine i do think he wants to be his bff 
I think that he wants to be Wolverine's friend, especially after they're there. They're fighting. You know, nothing will bond people more than a fight in hell. I know this. And so I think that maybe it's a weird deal. It'd be funny that at the end, you just have Wolverine and he's like, yup, I uh, got the deal, but I had to pay a price. I had to make, you know, a deal with Solomon. I had to do. And I wonder, like, we find out that the price is like, you know, some Labatt's blue or something and something goofy. But I hope uh, it's not exactly that so we'll see we'll see how it goes but i did like this like i said it it does upset me that i think that you could have tightened up this in the wolverine and made it just a 4.99 oversized issue and, and give people a little more bang for their buck overall but i did like this i like this more than wolverine so I, i'm actually going to go eight out of ten i do like victor Bogdanovic's art even though he blocked me and he blocked me because i actually was trying to defend him but he didn't like the way i defended him i don't know but he blocked me, but I still do like it. And I like uh, the way that Benjamin Percy does write Wolverine. And I, I actually like Solemn more after this issue than I did in the Wolverine deal where he's just lounging around like he's some modern day Julius Caesar or something. But I, I like this. So I'm going to go off now to the next book, which is Marauders. And my score is going to be a little bit lower. Than it was for X-Force, but we'll see what it is in a moment. All right, Marauders number 13, Chapter 5 of The Ten of Swords is written by Vida Ayala, Matteo Loli on art, Edgar Delgado on colors and letters by VCs Corey Petit. Champions of Krakow were selected to retrieve swords to participate in a cross-dimensional tournament against the champions of Morocco. Storm was one of the chosen, but the sword she must bring will not come easily though its eyes are probably getting pretty glassy there if you like storm i think you'll like this issue it is a storm centric issue through and through storm has heard the prophecy she knows she's part of this tournament and she has to go get the skybreaker sword from wakanda she also knows that this is a big thing for the wakandians because at one point she was married to t'challa was the queen of wakanda and understands these things Now that will be brought up in this issue One of the things I do like about it Is Vita Ayala gives you a little background Of Storm and her connection to Wakanda Now in this issue though You get things repeated ad nauseum You get the idea that Shuri Thinks that her duties to Wakanda Storm's duty though Is to the people of the world Which includes Wakanda And then Shuri will respond Well I care about Wakanda and then Storm will respond, so do I, but I also care about the world. This goes on and on and on. And all they need to do is hand her the, the Skybreaker sword, let her do what she has to do. The big thing, though, and I wish that they would have spelled it out, because there's there's a lot of things thrown out there. There's a lot of you know sentences that could be big, but they're not explained much. One of them, Shuri, saying, if you took the Skybreaker sword, people will riot. All right. What, what has become the purge? The, the Skybreaker sword leaves Wakanda and everybody's killing their neighbor? Or is it that people are fighting? Who are they fighting? Are they going after the royal family? I would assume that you would go after, say, the Queen Mother, Shuri, whoever did give or allow Storm to take the sword. But the idea that the sword disappears and people lose their minds, people will bleed, people will die. Why? You only use it as a symbol, it seems now. And though it's an important symbol, and I think that maybe people get angry, I think the Wakandians are a little more civilized than that. It would be as if, you know, somebody decided they wanted to have a party 
And, you know, it'd be cool to have the Liberty Bell at that party to ring every time that, say, you know, Matt Damon passes out. This is now George Clooney's party. But when Matt, da- you know, yeah, they may not let him take that. But I, I know the people in Philadelphia have this crazy, you know, reputation for liking to destroy things and being awful. But if they ended up lending out the Liberty Bell, people may be mad, but they're not going to stab their neighbor. Yeah, they may ex- use that as an excuse to stab that jerk off neighbor who's always playing his spoon box, right? Making them mixtape stuff. But no, it, it's just, there's just things said that are like, okay, that's supposed to be big, but it kind of made me giggle. Like, what does that mean? But Storm knows what's what. She knows this is going to be an easy deal, but she does head off to Krakow after talking to Kitty Pride for a minute. And she finds out that. T'Challa is not even there. He's not in Wakanda. I'd like to think that he's delayed somewhere, just like his solo book is right now by Tennessee Coates. They haven't seen that book in a while. But she does then talk to Shuri and the Queen Mother. They have a good relationship. Again, she was married to T'Challa, and usually that might not be the greatest of things. But she's also Storm, who's great. So he ends up, hey, you get this, ladies. Uh, there's an army coming our way, led by the original Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. They're, they're in Otherworld right now, uh, but they're going to go and they're going to try to destroy Krakoa, burn that down. They they don't like anything pretty. And, and you know what, Shuri, Queen Mother, y- you're beautiful ladies. They're coming for you. They're coming for Wakanda. It's a beautiful place here. They're going to burn it all down. They're going to destroy the world. So I need some help. And you end up, oh, really help? Okay, well, we can give you an army. We can do all these things for you. This will be easy. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't need an army. You see, the mutants, we agreed to this contest where we send 10 of our champions with swords to fight 10 of their champions with swords, you know, to the death. And if we die in the other world, we may not come back regular or any, you know, we may be screwed up, but we have to be. And I want Shuri to say, who agreed to this? This sounds silly. What is next? A dance-off? What are we going to have? Show us what you got. Is that it? You're going to have a song contest? I mean, really, that'd be better than a fight to the death, maybe. But no, 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 I need a sword. And Shuri's all excited. Sword, I'll make you a sword. I, I got it. And then you get this deal where the Queen Mother, she she goes through a list of swords. And it made me laugh because it's kind of there. It's It's kind of just extraneous information here. Because we know what sword, you know, Storm wants. We know that she needs the Skybreaker, but you're still going to go through this run of swords. I guess just to show that Wakanda, they got swords. And it really made me laugh because it did kind of make it like there are three contestants to the dating game, this description of them. And so, of course, I have to get the dating game music here. And we got it. And it's like... First up is the Nation Maker. The blade belonged to the founder of Wakanda's capital city. It has struck down over a thousand enemies. Plus, it likes long walks along the beach. The Panther's Claws, the traditional blades of the Black Panther, they are as sharp now as the day they first cut air. Plus, they have a great sense of humor. And the King's Mercy, the sword of my husband, T'Chaka. No sword in the world is stronger or more finely crafted. It adapts to the wielder's strength and increases the speed of their attacks. Plus, it likes to bake. Yeah, you just get this rundown. It sounded like a game show to me. And then you end up where Storm says, no, no, no. I need, you know, contestant number four. They're like, what? What'd you say? Who? 
Skybreaker. Well, I didn't hear you. you. You have a cough storm? You Skybreaker. And then they find out Skybreaker. And everybody, what? 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 They start yelling, what you talk about, Willis? Oh, my God. And then you end up, this is where Shuri, people will riot. Like I said, it's going to become the purge. And the thing is, you can't give away the Skybreaker unless you're the king. And he ain't there. They already said that and said, please, Storm's like, I don't have a lot of time. In the Wolverine stuff, he stressed they needed three days. But I wish that that was pulled out or we know how much more. But she's just like, I don't have a lot of time. And if you don't give it to me, we're all dead. So really, it's, it's your decision. But I really, really would like to get it. And you have the Queen Mother said, well, you know, T'Challa, he'll return in a couple days. Again, this three-day thing that Wolverine threw out there, just threw out, I I don't understand. But, you know, you stay here, hang. T'Challa, come back. You can talk to him about it. And, yeah, Storm goes off to her room. And it does look like at this point she might be getting towards going and just getting the sword for herself. But she's interrupted by Shuri. Who brings dinner? And she seems happy enough. She says, we were sisters. I love you. I want to talk to you. And this is where they have, you know, my dinner with Andre here, where you have just over and over this conversation that doesn't change. It goes on too long. It could have been cut shorter where, said earlier, you end up having Shuri. I, I only do things for Wakanda. And then Storm, I understand that. But, you know, the world includes Wakanda. Everybody's going to die. And then Shuri says, well, I kind of just have my duty to Wakanda. Then Storm returns with, well, like Wakanda's in the world. And then they eat, and she's like, yeah, Storm's like, ah, I've had a crazy couple of days. I need some rest. I'll talk to you later. As Shuri leaves, she stops and says, you know, my duty is to the people of Wakanda. And then Storm, yeah, I know, but I'm with the world. And so they go off, and that night, though, you end up seeing that old, uh, you know, Storm has other plans. She ain't going to wait. Like I said, I think she was already grabbing her stealth suit to go off. Now, she's going to go in stealth. She's going to go and break into the temple that contains the Skybreaker sword. She knows how to do this because when she was married to T'Challa, he ran through the progression of all of the traps, all of the protocols, all of this. You end up having Storm trying to make it work in her mind that yeah, T'Challa always wanted me to steal it. I, I think that she's trying to convince herself she isn't doing bad stuff. She's like, yeah, T'Challa ran through these protocols. I think that maybe he was giving hints that if I needed it in the future. No, I doubt it. But you end up where she's going to also have to hurt some people as she goes through. And she says, again, she's going to justify a lot in this. Yeah, one person who's in traction equals a thousand that live Still around there. And she, yeah, I'll take those odds. So she ends up beating up this one guy again, though. She just beats the crap out of him. It takes a little too long. She does get to the sword, and it has lasers, lasers that end up hurting you. These lasers cut. They cut you bad, but they're not made to withstand cold, so she freezes them. She freezes all of this. She is able to grab the sword. She's going to replace it with a replica. At at one point, I thought that it meant that she was going to do like the whole deal. It's an Indiana Jones thing still from Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it is more Raiders than I thought. At one point, I thought she was going to, and she kind of says it. She's going to replace the sword. They won't know. She'll bring it back. But then later, it's not the replacing because it's kind of silly Everybody knows that she's going for the sword, including Shuri, who shows up to fight her. 
and they end up fighting a bit. Shuri talks trash again. Hey, Wakanda, world Wakanda. You, you go back and forth, Storm, and Shuri still, and you end up having, unfortunately, Shuri brought a sword to a lightning fight, and when she goes and pulls this on Aurora, she ends up shocking her with lightning, knocks her out. But then still goes as if she's going to fool people with this replica. But then the replica is spelled out as not there to distract people or, or make them not know it's gone. This is more of a weight thing that will allow her to replace the sword and not hit the other protocols. Even though at the beginning of all this, she ended up lightning blasting the entire you know, temple and it got shut down and its computer system needed 30 minutes to regenerate to come back online, which I thought was a little long for something that would be in Wakanda. I would think they'd have a backup, especially in a building that does house the Skybreaker sword, one of the most important things for them. Uh, I think that that was ridiculous. And even with that, I don't know if anybody would agree with me, but there was no real tension here. There was no tension with the time going down. Oh, 22 minutes before reboot. I'm like, really? Like, even if that happened, you're just going to have Storm just fight through everything else anyway. And and she does because she ends up going to get out. It ends up the lock protocols. They go door shut. She's got to get through them. Now, you end up figuring, I think she might be able to get through them. She she does kind of have lightning power. Now she also has the Skybreaker sword. And I, I would love to think that this building, this temple, is made to be anti-sword here, anti-skybreaker, because that would be what the person's stealing it. You have to take into account when they steal it, they then use it. So I'd hope. But she does blast through the doors. And it's funny, too. She goes to the door deal, and she has the keypad. She's like, well, you know. Being married to the king has its advantages, like the royal command codes here. And I just thought, really? You you don't think he changed the locks after he divorced you? I mean, really? Like, that's the first thing he did, Storm. Please, I know you're a great gal, but still, he changed those locks. And I would think that this would be something that he would change on the reg as well. So she's upset. Oh, no, he changed the code. Then she gets attacked by... These, you know, Black Panther bots, kind of susceptible to both Lightning and Skybreaker Sword, they just get destroyed. They are nothing. They get completely destroyed. Again, a lot of this issue is just things happening to extend it, really. I mean, getting attacked by Black Black Panther bots when you're Storm and have the Skybreaker, that's not going to stop you. It just delays you, and it delays you. In a sense that the issue is 40 pages But yeah, Black Panther then shows up He comes out there at the end As Storm is running to go towards the portal The Krakoan gate And I'll give give T'Challa full out credit here She only is going one place And that is that gate And so they end up just waiting for her She shows up They're all going to attack When you see the Royal Guards see the Skybreaker and they freak out. Again, rioting, they're going to... I love if one guy just turns and stabs the other in the thigh. Why'd you do that, Tommy? The sword! It's making me wacko! Uh, But you end up having this quick deal where Storm says, listen, there's no other way to do this. I need to save my people. You have 
T'Challa say, well, Wakandans were your people at one point. She's like, they kind of still are, but I miss you, big guy, but I need the sword. I don't have any other option. I wouldn't have done this if I didn't. I mean, really, I need to go. And he's like, yeah, T'Challa's like, let me think. Well, you kind of are real cool, and you don't lie, and you really you don't do anything bad. The the worst thing you did was marry me. I'm not the marrying type, but yeah, uh, I trust you. I'm going to let you go. Still, I think he should say, what are the percentage chance that you'll return with the sword? Like, if you die, will the sword still get brought back to us? I don't think it will, but they don't say that. And also, I really think she's like, okay, well, I also need you to put down the first and last month's rent. We need a deposit here. And rent's pretty high in Wakanda, but he's like, no, no, let her go. I decided we can trust her. I I trust her not only just with my life, but with the Skybreaker's sword. She goes through the portal. She has the sword. She's going to sit in the circle with magic and Wolverine. Uh, But as that's going on, you do have something that could end up, you know, later on being a big deal, where as she walks through the portal, Old T'Challa says, burn the gate, destroy it. I don't want anybody being able to come into Wakanda willy-nilly anymore. They can still come here, uh, but they're going to have to talk. It's almost like semi-sonic. You know, you don't have to go home, but you got to leave here. So get out. And they destroy the portal, and that might be something that we will have later on. That's That's something that could be big. But, yeah, you end up where Storm has the Skybreaker sword, plants it in the circle. And you end up having Wolverine say, never doubt you for a second, darling. Ha, darling. And then Magic says, welcome to the party. I'm surprised she's not drunk, but she might be. But that is that. That is the end of the issue. I think I had more fun talking about it than I actually had reading it because it's extended. You do get, you know, Storm with the Skybreaker, but you, you end up, it's like, it's the story with 10 extra steps here. And yeah, you got to fill out an issue. So I get it. But there's a lot of things that meant stuff until they didn't to mean stuff till they didn't to just get Black Panther say, take it, but burn the gate. So that's what you end with. So if you weren't planning on reading it, just know that Storm has the Skybreak of Sword. It's pretty keen. And now the gate is. To- I love to where now Storm, she'll get done. She'll win her battle. She'll come in and they'll say like, Where's the sword? Why didn't you bring it back? She's like, no, 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 I tried. You you broke the gate. So, sword's mine. Finders keepers, buddy. Pants on fire. I don't know. Makes sense. But that's it. That's the podcast. I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. I, I, I was down more before, but the more I read it, I guess, I don't know. And it's also very late. I'm tired. I say wacky things, and I, I get more positive. After midnight It's one of those things It's kind of like what Judas Priest saying Living after midnight It's more about scoring to me But yeah, scores go go up after midnight So there you go 7 out of 10 I don't know It's the idea that the whole Ten of Swords has become a scavenger hunt For the swords I, I get that they have to do that But we got 7 more And the time's a ticking I thought we had 3 days We gotta get them 7 swords We best get them quick so we'll see. We'll see how it is. Now, at least I guess Cable comes out this coming week, and he already had the the sword of Galador, so he's not going to have to do much, I guess, for that. But we'll see. And then we get to see who the others are. But 
Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoy, you know, all of our podcasts. And if you do, and you want to support us, you can go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, get even more shows, and you can support us as low as a dollar. Just give us a little incentive to keep on going, keep on keeping on. Uh, and I, I, I was talking to a lot of people, and I was talking to them about the idea of, you know, talking this ten of swords and not being a huge scholar of the X-Men stuff. And I did say, I, I kind of feel sometimes where I hope that I'm able to talk about them in at least somewhat of an intelligent way. And most of the people are like, don't do that. You know, there, there's other pretentious people who do that. And he just likes the jokes. So we'll see. That's Brandon. He's, he listens. He doesn't read these books, but he listens. He's like, eh, I like the jokes. I don't know. There you go. The jokes are in. But thanks, everybody. I hope you like the jokes. But I hope there's a little bit of info that are in there. And again, I'd love to hear from people. And if I screw up, let me know. It'll devastate me. And uh, I'll be down in the dumps, but I would rather find out so I don't keep doing stuff or whatever, because I'm sure that there's something I said that made no sense, or and maybe there's something little that made sense. I don't know. But I'm going to go. Thanks, everybody. This is uh, a little later on than what I usually want to do. I usually, uh, I've been trying to get these out, and I want to get them out Sunday night, but I ended up having issues where uh, my son was in a mixed martial arts tournament that took uh, the big part of Saturday And then I was way behind I have too much to do So ended up doing this on a Tuesday night I hope that you still get a chance to listen to it But the big podcast with me and Brandon Will be on the Wednesday night That's still going to stay there So I hope that you listen to both So thanks everybody And I'll talk to you later